This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola, and also brought to you by the UFA. Today, the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers discusses the annual fundraiser. He has reaction to Japan reopening its market to Canadian processed beef and the newly elected president of the Canadian Cattle Association. Farm Credit Canada releases a report on challenges facing food manufacturers in this country. And we hear from Walmart Canada about food inflation. We have details on partial recovery of stolen cattle from Alberta found near Saskatoon. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop production. And by UFA Cooperative, now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of Diesel X Gold, premium fuel that improves power and saves you money. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers is holding its annual fundraising auction today and tomorrow on the Internet. President Garner Debald of Hodgeville says the Riding for the Brand auction showcases some great items, with bidding closing at 6 p.m. tomorrow evening. Yeah, the fundraising auction is for uh, stock growers here, again, uh, you know, just to support the industry, uh, you know, to continue to, to work for the industry. And this is one way that we can raise some funding and, and also put that money to work in advocating for the industry and making sure that we have a strong organization that is here for uh, farmers and ranchers. So it's to help keep the stock growers running uh, year-long in its efforts to promote cattlemen issues. So how much was raised last year? We were uh, in in that seventy to eighty thousand dollar range, and again, we're expecting it to be there. We've got some really good items on auction here this year, and I sure would encourage people to go to our website here. There's a link there to the auction and something the Farmgate auction. It's all online, and just have a look at the items there. And I'm sure there'll be something there. There's something there for everyone. Give me a range. What are some of the items in the auction? Oh, there are things in the item from uh, trips to Mexico to. Uh, Items like wholesale credits, there's items in there, uh, stud services for uh, breeding uh, quarter horses and, you know, lots of other smaller items, uh, alfalfa seed, cover crop seed. And so it, it covers a wide range of things that uh, would be interesting, uh, I think, to all farmers and ranchers for sure. And bidding opened Monday, but I understand tomorrow it closes. What's the deadline? Yeah, 6 o'clock tomorrow is the deadline, and so just check it out and uh, get online and I would sure encourage you to do that. On another topic, the federal government announced and the Canadian Cattlemen's Association have commented uh, welcoming this news. Uh, For the first time in two decades, Japan is reopening its doors to Canadian processed beef. It's, of course, uh, they banned it uh, when the first BSE case hit. Your reaction? Yes, it's hard hard to believe that it's been uh, 20 years now since the borders have closed like that and, and, you know, that we're finally getting around to having a full access to the Japanese market. It's very uh, much appreciated and and it's something that will support our industry here in Canada and 
you know, to have the access to the Japanese market. They've always been good customers. And, you know, it's just finally to get around to that where things are back to normal with that market. And so I think it's just a really good news story and something that we needed and, you know, appreciate. How important is the Japanese market to Canadian beef producers? Yeah, so the Japanese market is something that dollar value-wise, it, it is huge. It's something that they support our market, they enjoy it, and it's something that the market, I think, has been in the billions of dollars, and, and so, you know, again, it's something that will definitely, you know, increase the bottom line for our producers here. So, you know, the market is a high-value market, and you know, any of those markets really do help us out here at the grassroots level. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association has selected a new president, Nathan Finia, who had served as chair of the New Brunswick Cattle Producers. He replaces Red Schellenberg, former past president who passed away uh, right around aggravation time last year. Your thoughts on the new president of the CCA? Yeah, so Nathan Finney is a really good hand, someone that has been involved with Canadian cattlemen for many years, and he has a, a really strong background in the maritimes in the cattle industry, and so Nathan, I, I think, is a, a very strong individual that will follow up behind Reds nicely. You know, untimely to have Reds not there now, but again, I think Nathan is somebody that can carry the torch for cattlemen, and always someone there that I think Canadian cattlemen is, is in good hands with Nathan at the helm there. Garner Debald is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Farm Credit Canada says this country's food and beverage manufacturers are facing a challenging year. FCC Chief Economist J.P. Gervais says food and beverage manufacturing sales rose 10.6% last year to $156 billion dollars but growth will be much more modest in 2023. Well, it's been a challenging year for the food processing sector. Um, it's been a year characterized by, the, by inflation, just like any other levels of the supply chain, You know, whether it's you know, farmers or food processors and retailers, all levels of the supply chain really face some significant inflation. But if you look at costs, increases in food processing. Uh, yes, sales went up by you know, a little bit over 10%, but costs actually went up quite a bit more. And so margins have been quite tighter and quite weaker in 2022. Now, there's a little bit of a rebound on the horizon for food processors in 2023, but I really do think that we're looking at a major pivot, right, from some supply challenges that we've had in food processing in 2022, higher cost of production because higher price of inputs and so forth, to demand challenges because of Canadian consumers facing a little bit more pressure on the wallet and looking to perhaps shift their purchasing patterns when it comes to food, perhaps go to lower value products and so forth. So I do think that we're going to witness in 2023 a major shift and it's, I think it's critical for businesses in the food processing sector to anticipate and look at their strategy going into this year. What was the percentage increase in 2022, and what do you forecast for 2023? Well, limited growth, really, when it comes to the value of sales for food processors. We're forecasting 2.2% growth in the value of their shipments overall in 2023. So that's weaker than what we had in 2022, considering that we still have faced with quite a bit of inflation. 
So when we measure overall sales in dollars and say that, you know, those sales are going to go up 2.2%, and we know that inflation is still going to be relatively significant in food, you know, where, you know, food inflation currently stands at 9.7%. It's going to come down, but it's not going to, it's going to remain elevated for quite some time. So with major inflation and sales only when it going up by 2.2%, that really means that, you know, we're seeing a little bit of a decline when it comes to the volume of what is sold by food processors. A couple of, well, many different reasons actually behind this. Maybe a little bit of a, some uncertainty when it comes to export markets, you know, what's, what's going on in the global economy, some of the unknowns, uncertainty with respect to the war in Ukraine, with respect to the situation in China and so forth. So we expect that with a bit of a global economic slowdown, we might see a fewer exports coming from food processors. And, and domestically, uh, I do think it's all about consumers, Canadian consumers actually shifting to lower value products. So overall, a little bit of headwinds for food processors in 2023. Explain a little bit more the shift in consumer spending. Well, consumers are going to face some pressures. I mean, we have a strong labor market in Canada, and we've seen wages go up, you know, at the pace of 5% year over year. So that's the good news for consumers. Overall, inflation's coming down, right? So we're at, like, around 5.2% right now. So with wages still being going up at a fairly strong pace and inflation coming down, and we do think that inflation is going to come down to 3% by summer. So, you know, from that standpoint, we could think that, well, consumers are going to do well because their income is going to go up and their income in relative terms, even after accounting for inflation, income is going to be going up. But the reality as well is that consumers take on more debt in 2022 and they're going to have to service this debt at much higher interest rates than what we had only a year ago. And so that's going to really take a chunk of the uh, the wallet of consumers in 2023, which means that consumers are going to have to make some choices when it comes to food purchases. Now, we're pretty fortunate in the food business that we are an industry that's relatively immune to economic cycles. I mean, in the sense that, you know, we're Canadians are still going to spend on food, but they're probably going to spend a little bit differently. And so I do think that we don't want to, Think for granted, take for granted the fact that you know consumers are going to make some switches and some some changes in their food purchasing patterns and perhaps go to lower products or lower value products just to just face with some inflation and a bit of a, a pressure on their wallets. But you see, global demand remains strong. Businesses will have to adapt. What's the key pieces to adapt? Well, I, I, so when it, you think of margins that are being pressured, uh, I think the one of the things that makes the most sense, for example, is to invest in automation and bring more equipment and food processing plants. We have labor shortages, nothing new. I mean, we've been dealing with these labor shortages even prior to the beginning of the pandemic. So we are going to be facing these challenges for years to come, though. And so I think it's important for businesses to position themselves to face the labor shortages that we have in in the economy. And I think short term, we might see a little bit of a a headwinds when it comes to demand for food that's coming from from other countries. But midterm and long term, I'm still super positive and optimistic that we're going to have a major role to play in in alleviating some of the food insecurity that, that goes in the world, right? So I think, you know, midterm, long-term, I think the outlook remains extremely positive. I think now there's the opportunity for food processors to position themselves, make some investments, think of future labor shortages and make, you know, position themselves to be successful long-term. J.P. Gervais is the chief economist with Regina-based FCC. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. We have a new farm feature, AgReview, with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers.
Japan is lifting the last of its restrictions against Canadian beef 20 years after BSE devastated this country's cattle industry. The federal government says Japan is reopening its doors to processed beef and beef patties from Canada. The move puts an end to the market access barriers Japan put in place in 2003 after a case of BSE was discovered in Alberta. While Japan initially shut its border to all Canadian beef, it has been lifting restrictions in stages over the years, most recently with its 2019 decision to begin accepting Canadian beef from cattle older than 30 months of age. The federal government says Japan is now Canada's second largest market for beef, with exports worth $518 million in 2022. Around 40 countries closed their borders to Canadian beef during the height of the 2003 BSE crisis, resulting in billions of dollars in losses for the industry. CN and CP Rail supplied a combined 91% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 33, an improvement from the previous week's 88%, and the best performance seen for the two railways combined since Week 4 in late August. The improvement in performance reflects a slight decline in performance for CN and improved performance for CP. In supplying 90% of hopper cars ordered on time in Week 33, CN's order fulfillment performance declined slightly from the 93% order fulfillment performance seen in Week 32. This marks the second consecutive week that CN has supplied 90% or more of cars ordered in a week. CP order fulfillment performance improved once again, with the railway supplying 93% of cars ordered, an improvement from the 83% order fulfillment performance seen in week 32. This marks the first time in 28 weeks since week 5 in August that CP has supplied 90% or more of cars ordered in a week. CP order fulfillment performance has now improved for three consecutive weeks. Canada will be exporting more pawn ash to a South Asian country. On March 17th, Federal Trade Minister Mary Ng announced a contract between Canpatex, a Saskatchewan-based potash supplier, the government of Bangladesh, and the Canadian Commercial Corporation. Established in 1946, the Canadian Commercial Corporation is a crown corporation that supports international trade by helping Canadian exporters access foreign government buyers. Through this contract, the volume of Canadian potash exported to Bangladesh will increase. In 2022, Bangladesh imported about $500 million of Canadian potash. Tyson Foods gave its chicken suppliers two months' notice of its plan to shut down a Virginia processing plant in May, raising concerns among farmers and legal experts about the company's compliance with antitrust regulations, requiring it to give 90 days' notice before ending a contract. The planned closure of the plant has left dozens of Virginia chicken growers scrambling to find new buyers in a region with few other options. It could also expose Tyson to fines under the century-old Packers and Stockyards Act, the U.S. antitrust law requiring the minimum advance warning. Tyson is not cancelling any farmers' contracts and instead has committed to paying the growers for the full term of their remaining contracts keeping in compliance with federal regulations. Antitrust issues, particularly in meat packing, 
have been a priority for the U.S. Department of Agriculture under President Joe Biden, who in 2021 directed federal agencies to tackle consolidation. Four companies, including Tyson, control 55 to 85 percent of the beef, pork and chicken markets. United Malt Group of Australia has received an indicative non-binding offer from Maltiri's Souffle, a branch of French agribusiness in vivo, valuing it at $1.5 billion Australian. The $5 Australian per share offer represents a 45.3% premium to United Malt's last close of $3.44 Australian. In vivo, which acquired agribusiness Pierce Souffle last year, has said it aims to become the world's top malt producer within five years through external growth. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice of any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind northwest 20, a high minus 9, the low tonight minus 22, still going to be cold tonight. Wednesday sunny with wind southwest at 20, the high tomorrow minus 4, the low minus 19. Thursday partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 11. Friday sunny, the high minus 4, the low minus 8. Saturday sunny with a high of plus 2, the low minus 4. Sunday cloudy, 60% chance of flurries or rain showers, the high plus 4, the low minus 9. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2. Normal high is plus 6, the normal low minus 7. The sun rose at 644 this morning, it sets at 723 tonight. And currently, a hot spot, Maple Creek, minus 3. A cold spot, Collins Bay at minus 17. Estevan is minus 16, Saskatoon minus 11, Swift Current minus 10, Weyburn minus 14, Yorkton minus 10. Regina sunny and minus 13, that's 9 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 17. Humidity 84%, the barometer falling 103.0. Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 9, winds are from the west at 15. Once again, Regina sunny and minus 13, that's 9 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The head of Walmart Canada says his company is not trying to make money off of food inflation. Gonzalo Gabera told the Commons Agriculture Committee last night that Walmart's food profits actually dropped last year. But he says if something is done that would help make things more transparent to the public, they would be fine with that. 
Walmart has experienced other inflationary environments. I lived in Argentina and led the Walmart business in a country where inflation went from 20% five years ago to almost 100% last year. So I know that our customers and all Canadians are feeling the pain from inflation. That's why I want to state clearly, Walmart Canada is not attempting to profit from these inflationary conditions. In fact, Walmart Canada's gross profit rate for its food business actually declined last year. And our company's total operating profit in dollars also declined last year. The past two years have presented a perfect storm of external factors that have driven up food prices. These inflationary pressures are passed through the entire supply chain and ultimately impact pricing. While customers only see the final price on the shelf, the reality of food inflation is that there are multiple touch points along the way where inflation has taken hold. All stakeholders might, must do their part to control costs from processors to suppliers to retailers. Ontario Tory MP Leanne Rood had a number of questions for him, basically the same ones she had for the heads of Loblaw, Metro and Empire. Will you once and for all abolish all the fees, fines and chargebacks and pay farmers a fair price, the price that's on their invoice? We engage with all of our suppliers in a very transparent and uh, very clear way and that uh, we are both uh, flexible uh, depending on the type of uh, industry that uh, our suppliers are engaged with. Um, we also give reasonable notice to all of our suppliers related to the way we engage with them. And as you know, uh, the many of the fees that uh, you just mentioned are related to the cost of doing business. And So the answer to my question was no. Will you participate in the Grocery Code of Conduct? Well, everything that brings transparency and that ultimately uh, is for the best interest of uh, all of stakeholders, including our customers. Thank you, uh, sir. That, thank you. My time is short here. That I'll take that as a no again. Meanwhile, the NDP's Alastair McGregor had a different approach. Do you feel that uh, your company uh, pays your employees enough of a wage in order that they can actually um, afford healthy and nutritious food each and every week? Because, I mean, if, if, it's, if it comes back to us that it's true that the average wage is somewhere between 15 and $16 an hour for you, a major food rate hit retailer in Canada, um, say that we can extrapolate that out to an, an income of $30,000 a year. Do you feel, sir, that um, your employees are able to to afford to put enough on the table for their own families? And these are employees for you, a very profitable company that's selling food as a main part of its business. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first thing that I'll say is that uh, we are in the people business. Our people is uh, uh, are, are who make a difference in our company. And uh, we believe that we provide a very good uh, environment for our associates to work. Uh, we are a values-based company and uh, we believe that uh, respect for the individual is one of our main, uh, main values. Um, we have a very competitive uh, pace uh, in in Canada, um, and uh, we I believe personally that we offer a very very good uh, environment for people to bring their true selves. 
Grocery prices have dumped by more than 11% over last year, and so far, all the people in charge of the big grocery companies say they aren't causing it. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Saskatchewan and Alberta Livestock Investigations Unit have recovered over $25,000 worth of stolen cattle. Investigation launched in February by the Alberta RCMP after receiving a report of a cattle theft in Thorhild, Alberta, north of Edmonton. Investigators believe the cattle were destined for Martinsville, Saskatchewan. March 16th, RCMP from Alberta and Saskatchewan and Martinsville and representatives of Livestock Services of Saskatchewan executed a search warrant for properties in the arm of Corman Park near Saskatoon. Officers have recovered 10 cows which were identified through registered Alberta livestock brands. 48-year-old Alvin Ham was arrested without incident and has been charged with possession of stolen property, a property obtained by crime, over $5,000. Some of the missing cattle still remain unaccounted for. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman, Regina and Fort Capel. And Sass Pork and Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement. Canola rose 640 at 755.02. One red spring wheat gained 230 at 403.91. All the rest unchanged. Durham 454.71. Barley 362.58, chickpeas 1058.22, flax 526.98, lentils 768.50, oats 215.32, yellow peas 416.95, feed wheat 289.56. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 28th. Our last regular sale was on March 15th. Butcher cattle are selling very strong right now. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.19 to $1.39. D3 cows sold from $1 to $1.18. Counter cows sold from $0.80 cents to $1. Half rats sold from $1.79 to $1.94. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.35 to $1.67. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. Monday, 500 to 550 pound steers averaged three dollars and 14 cents and sold up to three dollars and 42 cents 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and eight cents and sold up to three dollars and 33 cents 600 to 650 pound steers averaged three dollars and sold up to three dollars and 21 cents 650 to 700 pound steers averaged two dollars and 88 cents and sold up to three dollars and 13 cents and 700 to 800 pound steers averaged two dollars and 66 
$0.46 and sold up to $2.94. Heifers were about $0.40 back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound grasser steers at $3.42 a pound, a load of 550-pound black steers at $3.33 a pound, a load of 600-pound black steers at $3.20 a pound, a group of 650-pound black steers at $3.08 a pound, a group of 700-pound black steers at $2.92 a pound, a group of 780-pound exotic steers at $2.72 a pound. We also had a group of 675-pound black Angus replacement heifers from the McNaughton Ranch, and they brought $2.67 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And today's Saskatchewan pork prices, one ninety-two thirty-three per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRN. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Deloitte Canada has released its latest economic outlook in advance of this afternoon's federal budget. It predicts the country is in for a mild recession as tight monetary policy squeezes growth. Deloitte says the economic uncertainty is due to higher borrowing costs, a downturn in the U.S., and persistent inflation. The report forecasts that real gross domestic product will decline by 0.5% this year before rebounding with 2% growth in 2024, while inflation is expected to cool rapidly throughout the rest of this year. Consumer confidence in the U.S. ticked upwards in March after two straight months of declines. The conference board in the U.S. is reporting its Consumer Confidence Index rose to 104.2 in March from 103.4 in February. Even as persistent inflation, bank collapses and anxiety over a possible recession weighed on Americans, they remain positive about the short-term future. The board says despite the increase in broad confidence, the index remains below 2022's average of 104.5. On the markets, the TSX is up 93 points at 19,595. The Dow has gained 245 points to 32,483. Oil has increased 297 at 72.23 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.20 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune into the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.